0: we begin with the continuing conversation on racism in our province we hear the personal experience of author and lawyer danny asaf danny explains the motivation behind his new book say please and thank you and stand in line one man's story of what makes canada so special and how to keep it that way Earlier this week, we got more details on what Stampede 2021 will look like, but what about Stampede events that normally happen around town off of Stampede Park? We catch up with Global News reporter Sarah Offen. We know that this year's Stampede won't include the chuck wagons, but the wagons are still going to roar in 2021. We get details on the competition that'll take place next month in High River from the vice president of the High River Agricultural Society. And finally, looking to keep the kids busy this summer? We get suggestions on summer camp options available in the city from Ellen Percival, editor of Calgary's Child magazine.
1: Alberta's Islamic community is warning of an increase in anti-Muslim hate crimes. And is it on the rise actually in Alberta? Well, a recent spate of events may indicate that it certainly is. And these include a, a woman wearing a burqa, allegedly being verbally accosted downtown Calgary a couple of days ago, a number of Muslim women being assaulted in Edmonton over the past few months, and a swastika painted on an Edmonton mosque earlier this week. Sema Singh Jamal with the uh, Calgary Immigrants society is shocked at the recent reports so we've got this clip just uh with a quote from her
0: oh maybe we don't have that clip handy here uh, but uh, you know we're going to continue the conversation so with more on the issue we're joined by danny asif an edmonton native who now calls toronto home he's a lawyer and author of the new book say please and thank you and stand in line one man's story of what makes canada special and how to keep it that way uh, good morning to you danny Good morning, Andy. How are you and Sue this morning? Good. Thank you for taking the time with us. You grew up in Edmonton, and say Alberta now is not the Alberta you remember. What do you mean by that, and what's changed?
2: Well, the first thing, I remember there were a lot of Stanley Cups in Alberta when I was growing up, and there seems to be
0: a a lack of them today. So.
2: That's one thing that's changed, so hopefully that will, will get on the right side of that ledger soon. Yes. But the second thing about Alberta that I remember, it was a place that embraced everybody, and uh, including the Muslim community. That's why I look at this, and it's a betrayal of our history. It's a betrayal of our values to attack people for their religion. My great-grandfather came from Lebanon in the, in the 20s, and there were people from Lebanon before him in the early 1900s. We built the first mosque in Canada, in Edmonton, Alberta, and that wasn't just Muslim folks who put that mosque, made that mosque a reality. That was people, Christian, Jewish, people from every social strata, politicians, the mayor of Edmonton was a champion behind it, and a lot of strong Muslim women, too. And that's our history. That goes over a century. So I don't know where we're going, backwards, forwards, but it's not the Alberta I remember.
1: So, Danny, do you think is, is Alberta this, this redneck racist haven that people in other parts of Canada think it is? Is it just a small a minority of people acting badly or, or have things that were there beneath the surface been allowed to bubble up? What do you think?
2: I think Alberta has always been a place that uh, welcomed everybody. And I, come, I live in Ontario for the last 30 years. People call Alberta redneck. They say, you don't know it. You go live there. It's a place where you work hard, you give back your Albertan period. And we never felt like that. I grew up, I look back at hockey. Uh, you know, my, the name on my jersey was a SAF, but I was captain of my team as a kid. That's when my players, my coaches, if you could play, you were one of us. And that's the Alberta that I remember. You know, and people today, I look and I say, yeah, there's a minority of people, but their voices can be, uh, can be loud and can be violent. Or worse, but they're not going to define who we are. We know our history. We know our heritage, and we know where our strengths are. And for Albertans, I mean, this is a place where we live and let live. I mean, we, we don't comment on people's religion and their backgrounds. You know who does that? The Communist Party of China tells you how to live your life. Albertans don't tell other Albertans how to live their lives and who to worship.
0: Danny, what's interesting to me is you're a lawyer by trade. That's what you do, you know, uh, nine to five, Monday to Friday. Well, maybe more hours than that. And lawyers are busy. I want to give you credit for that. Uh, Thank but you. <laughs> you, you. we're always
2: looking for a little bit of credit somewhere.
0: <laughs> so, yep. uh, you're on the team. You already have, obviously have opinions, and obviously, with your background being in Edmonton, you have Alberta roots. Okay. Uh, but beyond opinions, you decided to put pen to paper. So, why was it important for you to 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 write this down and, and uh, put pen to paper? Because back to Sue's point. So we
2: are ext- there, is an, there is a small group of people who want to threaten the thing we love the most. And there, is, there are a few things other than our family we love more than our country and more than, Al- for me, Alberta and my Alberta roots. I continue to be proud of them. Home is where the heart is. And with any of us, you guys do this on your show every day in your own way, we see something so precious and so important to us threatened We want to do something. And, you know, telling our stories has always been part of our Canadian heritage and who we are and where people came from different backgrounds. So when we see something we love threatened, we want to tell our stories to remind ourselves. First, remind myself and then try to share my story with others to remind us what makes Canada so special and why we still could look to the brightest future yet.
1: Danny, thank you for reminding us. You know, we we do. We love this this country. We love this province. And, And there are... Uh, a small minority that are giving us a bad name and are doing things that are horrible and, and the majority of us don't believe is right. So what what do we need to do as as non-Muslims to stand up with our, our Muslim brothers and sisters and to be better and to help out? What do we do?
2: Well, I think there's, there's a couple of things. Firstly, we draw back on our heritage. The title of my book is Say Please and Thank You and Stand in Line which were shared, words shared by a beautiful Edmontonian of Lebanese heritage. His name is Munir Hamdan. He's a youthful, 94 years old, and he shared that advice with my father, my own father. So it means that we're a country where we respect and we expect to be respected. So we just draw upon our heritage. Number two, uh, that part of that heritage are immigrants. And we all came from somewhere, and it was, we came with nothing. I don't remember seeing a lot of pictures of people getting off boats in uh, ball gowns and tuxedos. Everybody came and had a fresh start here. And this country was a, was a canvas where you could make the most of your potential. And then thirdly, Alberta is a great, great province in a great country. And you know what its best asset is? It's extraordinary get-or-done people. Those are people who have gone through adversity. It's harsh out there, and it's beautiful in its harshness, and we may do. We love, we make peace with the winter. We play great hockey player, so we're great skiers. And then at the same time, we know how to build an economy, no matter what comes. And when we look around, we look at who our teammates are. It's us, there's no one coming to help us. And those people that we look at today, they could be your customer, they could be your supplier, they could be your employee, or maybe they could be your employer. Let's look to one another, the strength of our people drawn on our heritage, And let's start to get together all on the same team like we always have and put this plan together and get the future that we all deserve and our children deserve and make sure more than anything, we hand off an Alberta and a Canada better than we got.
0: Wow. Uh, Danny, we're wrapping up. We've uh, tight for time, but a real quick answer here because you referenced hockey a few times. Are you getting behind the Habs to win the cup, or do you have a different team? Who's going to take it?
2: Holy man! Why do you have the toughest question here at the end? You're supposed to throw me a softball. <laughs> you know, at the end, we're all Canadian. We can unite around that, even if it means we have to cheer for the Habs and the Cup
0: final. Great answer! That. Great answer, and uh, thank you, thank you for your time on this timely topic. We appreciate it. A pleasure. All the best. God bless. Take care, guys. That is Danny Asif, lawyer and author. His book uh, that you can uh, pick up and uh, check it out on Amazon is Say Please and Thank You and Stand in Line, One Man's Story on What Makes Canada Special and How to Keep It That Way. Oh, so close. Uh, Albertans are keeping an eye on that vaccine uptake number, hoping... And then we hit 70% as soon as possible. That number is what the province has said in order to reach stage three of the Open for Summer plan. So just how close are we and what will it mean for event organizers when we hit it? For more on that, we're joined by Global's Sarah Offen. Good morning to you, Sarah. Good morning, Andrew. So, we talked about it. You know, hopefully, in the next several hours, we hear about that 70%. We'll put that aside for a second because yeah. we've heard so much about Stampede Park and what Stampede will look like. But what about the events off park? Because mm. to so many people, it's the pancake breakfast and maybe the different pop up bands. What are you hearing from event organizers?
3: Yeah, and, you know, it's it's really been challenging for, for a lot of planners as they're looking ahead to this, um, you know, not only with the uncertainty that we've had around it, but now, uh, you know, they're telling us that uh, that right now they're looking for more more guidance from the province just in terms of, of what the recommendations will be, you know, just in terms of, of how big their, their crowd should ideally be, whether or not they should be having barriers in place, these kind of things. I mean, the province has been, said they're basically going to throw open the doors, uh, remove all of those restrictions, Uh, masking will no longer be required. But, uh, you know, event planners, they they want to be careful. They want to be cautious. They want to make sure that people are going to be safe. Um, We've also heard from um, people, you know, Rod Lazloff, for example, he he throws a, a big Acumen Capital party every year for mm-hmm. Stampede. Cancelled this year because uh, I spoke with him yesterday. He says his guests are are just um, still feeling too uneasy about um, the whole situation, and uh, and there's a lot of uncertainty for them. Um, so it, it's difficult to to plan the these kind of events, these kind of large events um,
1: around those things. Yeah, I mean, you know, we know it's it's a big thing, particularly for the oil and gas industry, right? Always having big tents and big events. And, and does it sound like, you know, companies are, are actually putting these things on or are they worried about the optics and people's safety as well? Well, and I think that's the thing. A lot of people have been sort of waiting to see exactly
3: what they're going to be able to do. Um, and that kind of um, waiting... <laughs> It's a little bit paralyzing, and, and so it'll be interesting to see exactly what people can come up with. Um, you know, we have been told that, that perhaps we could have an announcement as soon as Friday. Right now, we're 0.3% away from that, that threshold. I did just check in with the province. They said that we're very close. Uh, they don't update their numbers until 3.30 p.m. in terms of, of what they saw uh, up until midnight the day before. So right now, we're looking at the numbers from uh, as of midnight Tuesday. Um, So we'll see what happened yesterday. We'll see what happens today and whether or not we hear from uh, the premier ahead of that uh, 3.30 update on the website.
0: Everybody's waiting in anticipation, Mm -hmm. Sarah. Thank you uh, so much for the update. We appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, guys. It's Global Calgary reporter Sarah Offen.
1: Well, for the first time since spring of 2019, the High River Ag Society is going to be hosting the World Professional Chuck Wagon Association for not one, but two weeks coming up. Carl McGovern is the Chuckwagon Wagon Chair with the Ag Society and very excited to have chuck rolling again. Good morning to you, Carl. Thanks for joining us.
4: Well, thanks for having me.
1: This is big news. I think there's a lot of disappointment with the uh, announcement that we heard a, a week or so ago about the truck wagon racing not happening at Calgary Stampede. So WPCA announcing the trucks heading back to High River. Tell us, is that a bit of a scramble or were you able to put things together quickly or how did that go?
4: it's 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 still a scramble we just started we just started normally to put an event like this together we have you know three or four different committees and you know a couple three months four months worth of planning we got four weeks yeah it'll be a scramble but we'll get it pulled together
0: Let's talk about, for, for people who, uh, you know, heard about the news coming out of Stampede and and the lack of Chucks there, about this season. So if you can give us kind of a behind-the-scenes, behind-the-curtain look at the season, because it's not like it just started in the past week or so. This is something that has been going on for, for a little while now.
4: Uh, the planning of this event?
0: No, in, uh, in general, again, as far as the, the season for the Chuck uh, the Chuck drivers and the sport, I mean, they don't just flip a switch, Right
4: listen they've been in training since april a lot of these guys have put their heart and soul into these animals and i've been around the truck wagon industry for almost 30 years and the amount of effort it takes to get these animals legged up and in race shape they've been working on them since april Mm -hmm. and the cancellation of the stampede was very disappointing uh the wpca approached us to try and run like a dash for cash so our setup here now is going to be, we would have four days of chuck wagon racing, uh, normally with Guy Week days. And of course, with all of the uh, rules and regulations, and there was no way we could pull together an event that size and uh, survive. So this is two weekends of three days of racing. So our normal four days will run three of those days in the first weekend, then the fourth Day of Chuck Wagon Racing will be on the Friday of the second weekend. Then there will be a semifinal Saturday and a Dash for Cash on Sunday. So it'll be six days of wagon racing with a Dash for Cash at the end. So we're really excited to be able to host that in High River.
1: Carl, I hope you have a lot of space for people because I think you're going to get a lot of folks coming down to watch these races. Uh, You know, we talked about it right at the start. Disappointing that it's not at Stampede. People want to see this.
4: Absolutely, it's one of it's it's our Western heritage. Mm-hmm. It's part of our history, and uh, the animals, the people, all of what it takes to put these shows on. Um, it, it's it's a feat, no doubt, and uh, it's one of the most exciting sports in in uh, Western Canada for sure.
0: What's interesting, maybe we have some outsiders looking in, because if you think about it, you know, we've been without Chucks for quite some time now with the pandemic. Maybe people have just moved to the city or the region, or maybe somebody, somebody who's been in Alberta or Calgary for quite some time hasn't experienced the Chucks. And what I love about it is the simplicity, unlike a lot of the different rodeo events out there that might be hard if you don't know what you're looking for. It's it's clear to understand and really get in the game right away as a spectator, isn't it?
4: absolutely yeah they do the figure eight around the barrels and go around the track whoever crosses the line first wins it's uh it's pretty simple now there's a lot going on there's a lot of moving parts to this that happens on that track as they go but visually yeah it's pretty easy to understand
1: it's going to be fun i think really anticipating a big crowd i'm sure with lots of us heading down to see so carl how do we get our tickets
4: well, we are in currently like we started on this about three days ago, so we aren 't quite there yet. Um, most likely it'll be on the high river Ag society 's website. there will be a link to go to be able to purchase your tickets online we 're still getting that sorted out. We have to do all assigned seating at this point because we are not officially opened up. Mm-hmm. Um, we would normally do rush seating right so that's going to be a little tricky for us because every seat will need to be assigned at this point. So that's a, that's a hurdle we have to clear with our ticketing agent, and we're working on that currently. And we're hoping, I don't want to put a timeline on it, but I, I think within a week or so, we should be able to go to the High River Egg Society and click on the link and purchase your tickets.
0: Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very much for those folks who uh, want a taste of the sport. Uh, this would be the place to get it. So we appreciate your time in telling us all about it, Carl.
4: Hey, listen, I appreciate you guys having us on, and uh, let's go racing. We're excited yeah. in High River.
0: We can hear it in your
1: voice. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thanks so much. Okay.
0: Have a great day. That is Carl McGovern, Vice President of the High River Agricultural Society and Chuck Wagon Committee Chair, and again, online at high river ag that's ag.com
1: and with summer break just days away for calgary kids it is crunch time for parents looking to keep those kids busy and entertained for the next two months so as luck would have it calgary's child magazine is focusing on just that with their latest issue titled summer in the city with details on what's available i'm not sure if this is better news for the kids or for the parents but we're joined (laughs) this morning by ellen percival editor of calgary's child magazine good morning ellen Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. This is huge news. I know a lot of people were really concerned about what they were going to do this summer. So where do we start? What did you find? And and maybe share some of the options available for us. (laughs) There are so many. So that's the good
5: news. Everybody was holding their breath, waiting for the announcement. Camp's going to go. Camp's not going to go. And so now we've got amazing, amazing choices. So we've got everything from, how about circus? you want to learn about the circus, you I can do. do that. You can take music lessons in the park. We've got animals, outdoor skills, fencing, cooking, sports, soccer, dance, music, drama, art. There's honestly something there for everybody. There's, there's prep for kindergarten. There's skill development. If you are a little worried about your kids... Um, You know, if they didn't quite get as much socialization as you hoped last year, and how many did really? So there's some skill uh, development as well, socially and education-wise. There are things that you can take together um, as a as a family. The YW is actually offering some free mindfulness workshops if you all need to regroup a little bit. Mm. So, and the Y is offering, the YMCA is offering some family options. There's just so much going on and it's wonderful to see
0: and it's highlighted Ellen because last year was the year without summer camp so the pent-up energy yeah. what, what are you hearing from parents and, oh. and, and from kids about the, the want to do something
5: <laughs> I'm hearing that our children have gone feral that's, what I'm hearing. <laughs> that's fair so, yep <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry to say that and you may have a child that's just they've kind of lost their socialization skills their focus in a lot of cases and we just need to start again and I think summer camp is a fantastic way to do that I think bring them back to socialization making new friends remembering how to take turns uh, and challenge themselves you know it's been it's been tough and I think parents are ready for a break uh, and I think the kids are ready to just go out and play and kind of leave all the problems of the world behind it. It really is time, and we need to help these kids catch up so, and just
1: so true. enjoy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So, so, there are some some virtual camps, but there are lots of in person camps. And are there yeah. are there overnight options too? Now, is that we, going ahead? We do have Camp Caticazoo has an overnight option. You can check. That. I believe
5: they have an overnight option. Um, I could be wrong about that, but you'll find it in Calgary's Child. You can take a quick peek. I know Camp Katakazoo was thrilled to be able to offer some camps uh, this year. So i have to take a quick peek on that and see if okay. that's actually a true story or if they're just offering that same experience, um, you know, at their facility. But I know the y, I believe, is offering family camps. And you're going to see that pop up more. So instead of you go sending your kids to camp, you all go uh, in your bubble Your family group. So, I mean, how much fun is that? We all get to go back to camp and enjoy that experience. So there's just so much here. The the current issue has tons of options. We've got a whole list for you online. So there is still virtual camps, and there's lots of in-person camps, and you can just pick and choose what works best.
0: Well, and a huge thanks to you, Ellen, because, you know, as somebody who struggled to find the perfect fit, You've done all the work for us at calvaryschild.com. They can get all the info they need. So thank you so much. We appreciate it.
5: You are so welcome.
0: Good stuff. That is Ellen Percival, editor of Calgary's Child magazine. And yes, calgaryschild.com, they got you covered. Thanks for downloading and listening to the podcast.
1: Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for free at Apple Podcast, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts.
0: And tune in to Mornings with Sue and Andy from 530 to 9 every weekday morning on 770 CHQR.